Welcome back to Disney Versus, the podcast that is so cute you want to merchandise us. <laughs> I feel like they've used that joke in another thing recently. Possibly. Probably. This is also the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. Grace, it's really unfortunate that you're not the one that makes the jokes at the beginning because for two weeks I've had, this is Grace, this is Grace, <laughs> this is Grace, this stuck in my head. <laughs> not two weeks, for two days I've had that stuck in my head. That's pretty great. I'll, I will so. accept that as my theme song for the rest of Disney Versus. <laughs> I have to make that. I'm going to make. I'm gonna record that and turn it into a ringtone for you. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because so, I I couldn't be the person to deliver the joke because one I don't I don't have a good deadpan delivery, um, <laughs> but someone has to laugh and I feel like you wouldn't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I, I would, I and would, I'm an I'm an easy laugh to get. <laughs> I would I would fake studio laugh uh, with all of uh, my full body. We are back in 2023, the year of the mouse. 2023, Happy New Year, everyone. We are finally back to talk about the latest Disney animated feature, Strange World. Uh, if y'all listened to my update, I uh, told you this episode was coming, and here it is. Woo. But before we get to that, Grace, what you watching? I also have been watching Wednesday, and I watched Avatar <laughs> Wave Water. <laughs> I can see in Tori's notes, that's what he's been watching. I just finished Wednesday a night or two ago. It was great. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, and then I finished rewatching Queen's Gambit and started watching Sex, Sex Education and You again from the beginning because Matt hasn't watched those before. Mm. And I've been playing Dreamlight Valley and on Switch. Uh, friends of the show, uh, Gina and Curtis, they, uh, I hung out with them on New Year's Eve and uh, they were playing Dreamlight Valley like in between turns on uh, whatever board game we were playing. Yeah. It's Y'all should pretty... be friends or whatever. Yeah, and give each other carrots or whatever we, well, you do. So I don't think we can... I, Dreamlight Valley, it's still on the beta launch. I'm new to video games. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. But um, mm-hmm. so you can't really have friends in Dreamlight Valley. Like there's no interaction. It's not like Animal Farm, Animal Crossing. It's not like Animal Crossing where you can go to different islands. I think it's way cooler than Animal Crossing. But but you can you can... Uh, you can give your friends Mickey and Ursula carrots if you wanted. Y'all should do that then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just found Scar today. Ooh. What about you? What you watching? I have seen so many movies. Uh, in, and also I watched Wednesday. Uh, I can't remember what made me watch Wednesday. Oh, I remember. I got uh, COVID right before uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, no. And... I just spent the last half of that because the doc was like, "You're on Netflix. What? You're you're on Netflix binging for the next couple of days." I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'll finish Wednesday." So I just powered through the what the last five episodes of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I like it. What's your bet on where season two is going to be? Amazon or Netflix? I hope it's Netflix. That would make it a lot easier and more accessible. I think. Mm-hmm. I think more people have Netflix than amazon prime yeah although netflix is cracking down on their password sharing did you see that yeah yeah i don't think that's actually happening i don't know how i don't know how it's enforceable but yeah unless they're in our homes or going well i mean initially i mean years ago they had a device limit didn't they 
didn't yes. used to be like you could have four or five devices. So I might go back yeah. to that, which would suck. But now everyone has like three devices of their own. Right. So, so what's the point? Yeah. You're shooting yourself in the foot if you, you know, limit that. Yeah. And some people be like, eh, I guess I won't have Netflix then. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier for people to live without Netflix than the, whatever the alternative is. Yeah. Uh, I also went and saw Avatar Way of Water opening day in a packed theater. And oh my gosh, it was a it was a whole experience for me. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the original. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pot committed. I, I was there with 3D with uh imax or cinemark's equivalent to imax Mm -hmm. and yeah i was i was all in i was all in for the whole thing Uh, i need to see it again because i said i would but Mm -hmm. god it's such a long movie it's so long it's well paced yeah for being that long but i miss it it made me miss when we went to the movies and they still used film and had to switch over the reel. And so we right. had to have an intermission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me miss that because three hours and 15 minutes, like it's significantly over three hours. It's it's well into the, yeah. the fourth hour. Yeah, um, yeah I definitely, I, I looked up beforehand when to go to the bathroom <laughs> and had yeah. like, there were, th- there were three no spoiler points that was like, this is a generic time. <laughs> When when the kids are learning the way of water, that sequence is like twenty minutes. <laughs> go, go refill your when popcorn. The way of water. <laughs> when the titular way of water is introduced, go pee. So, so yeah. you also didn't make it through the entire the entire movie without going to the bathroom. Not even. I think I might have gone twice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, want to miss a thing. Uh, so I, I went, like I ran to Did the bathroom and then ran back. Yes. I didn't <laughs> want to fall asleep either. Okay. The song slaps. <laughs> um, I, you know, I thought it was a little weak. I, I hadn't watched the original Avatar in year, like a long, long ass time. Um, mm-hmm. And I watched that the day before. And I was glad to rewatch that. It was good. And this one was just kind of, eh, I loved it. I loved it. I'm. I am. Did ready you love for... it because it was a good movie, or did you love it because Avatar is back in your life? Both. Uh-huh. I'm ready for part three. I am ready for the next three parts because it's made money. It's made. Uh, it's made profit. So they're gonna make more. And I'm just like, mainline it. Give me that. <laughs> Give, Give me, me that. all the Avatar. Whatever the oh wait that's the Matrix. The, yeah. Plug it into my brainstem. That's the Matrix though. I didn't find a lot of news when I made the rundown, so I was just like, wow, a lot of people have died in mm-hmm. the past between this review and us talking about Hocus Pocus, because like we released the Hocus Pocus two uh, episode on I think it was right before I think it was the thirtieth. It may have been right before Halloween, mm-hmm. and then like two or three days later, Aaron Carter committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I was just like what yeah and it's just a lot and just like a whole bunch of people like kevin conroy the voice of batman uh jason david frank the original green ranger uh twitch from uh, so you think you can dance and just it was the dj and stuff on ellen uh kirstie alley who wasn't by suicide it was old i think it was cancer 
just so many people just in one in one space of time and it was just it was it was a lot for a minute mm-hmm. and the fact that like f- three of those five names were suicides it's just mm-hmm. woof it, yeah. it, it's it, it was very sad uh i mean and barbara walters died a couple of days ago too oh uh, wow what she was what 93 i think mm-hmm. yeah sad potatoes but r.i.p to those people thankful for their work their contribution to you know our lives and pop culture and stuff disney related news uh, i just found this i was reading through things to talk about and apparently bill Hader and mindy kaling aren't returning for inside out 2 oh and interesting yeah from what i read it was because of contract disputes because amy poehler's gonna make like five million for the for the movie mm-hmm. and everyone else like contract wise was going to make a hundred thousand and i'm like what what yeah i would have walked too yeah that's crazy i get it amy poehler's like the face and the voice or whatever but it's like yeah 500 percent more or something again with it with it being the holidays and everything uh there hasn't been much news that i can find for you know disney animated stuff well it is the 100th anniversary of uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios being created. Oh, yeah. We are in the year 100. Year so. 100. So happy birthday, Disney. Yay. And also, did you see the, the Steamboat Willie uh, copyright is coming up this year? What? No, I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, it's going into public domain this year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how Disney handles that. I don't know if Disney's going to actually let that happen. But if they do, like, I can't wait for the gritty horror reboot with Steamboat Willie. Right. (laughs) Because they've done it with the Grinch. They've done it with Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steamboat Willie is definitely next. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Um, Especially with how seriously Disney takes copyright and um, trademarks. Especially anytime Mickey Mouse was going to come up for uh, public domain, they swooped mm-hmm. in and Congress changed a law or two. So mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse remained out of the hands of, you know, creative trolls on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I found I saw a story about uh, what John Lasseter thinks of Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And it was very vague. Like he's very what was it? He was very what were the words? He was extremely critical about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that it? It's just, I don't know. I still haven't seen his new movie, Bad Luck. It's on Apple. It's on Apple uh, TV Plus. Hmm. Yeah, because he's he's strictly Skydance animation. Yeah, that's what I heard. Hmm. I haven't hate watched it yet. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> hate watch. Let's uh let's let's get to Strange World, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. General spoiler alert now. I mean the movie's been out for a while, but general spoiler alert and then uh on the other side of this trailer, we're going to uh I don't have a funny clever pun here, but on the other side of the trailer we're going to talk about Strange World. We're going to drop in, we're going to fall through, explore. We're going to we're going to go gonna exploring, exploring and talk about Strange World. There we go. We got there.
Prepare yourself for a journey beyond what is possible. Walt Disney Animation Studios proudly presents Strange World, a new motion picture event. Brace yourself! Travel past space and time to a place of infinite mystery unlike anything you've ever seen. Where in the world are we? What in the... We are in way over our heads. I'm not an explorer. I'm a farmer. Wanna back out? This is the time to do it. Really? <laughs> no! Messing with you! Come on! Let's make history! So Strange World was directed by Don Hall, who also directed Big Hero 6, Moana, and Raya and the Last Dragon. It was written by Ki Wen, who was the writer of the last Dra- of Raya and the Last Dragon, and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Jabuki Young White, Gabrielle Union, and Lucy Liu, and the music was done by Henry Jackman. It currently holds a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a six point four out of ten on IMDb. It has a sixty five score on Metacritic. It's the first. Disney animated movie to receive a B cinema score, and that's the Ooh. lowest score for any Disney animated film in, I believe, 30 years. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. That that seems excessive. It does. I mean, it <laughs> seems... A B isn't bad, obviously, but it being the... The B is being the lowest. I mean, it, relative, it's just kind of, you mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of... It's, it's interesting. Yeah. At the box office, it made it's made thirty seven point four million dollars in the U.S. It's made seventy point three million worldwide, which is very low. And it's a certified bomb. Disney's reporting nearly uh, one hundred and fifty million dollars in losses for this movie. Holy shit! So, yep, I think this is the first certified bomb. Well, we talked about Lightyear. This is probably the worst bomb that we've talked about for mm-hmm. disney since we've been doing the podcast mm-hmm. i mean i think i think huh. cars 3 made more money than this movie yeah nobody but me likes cars 3 yeah that's true mm. <laughs> we gotta reevaluate cars 3 because it's not that bad no do we no we don't <laughs> we really come don't. on no. we gotta reevaluate it if we if if we have to reevaluate cars 3 then we have to reevaluate frozen 1 and 2 uh yeah, we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> I think I think we were right. I think we were right and correct with what we said about Frozen One and Frozen Two. So that's fair. And we weren't even that mean to Frozen Two. Because because Frozen Two was good. Really, yeah. I liked both of them. Uh, first impressions. What do you think of Strange World? We haven't talked about this at all. Like, no, not at all. What you think of Strange World? I watched it um, last last night. I watched it last night. I liked it. I was surprised. I didn't. I wasn't excited to watch it, 
Um, and I didn't really remember what it was about, except that there were weird monsters and stuff. Um, I feel like I didn't know anything about the energy source, like that being the impetus for the mission. Mission. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember that at all from the trailer, because um, that made it more interesting to me. But yeah, I liked it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought some of the themes were um, driven in a little, little hard. But overall, I liked it. What about you? Uh, I can't say that I liked it. Okay. Um, I I can say that this is this movie was it was well made. It's beautiful to look at. I know that I I, I wrote in my notes and I was joking with my sister like this is my fourth time trying to watch this movie all the way through without falling asleep. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. The first time I saw the movie, I saw it uh first showing nine or ten in the morning. I think it was ten in the morning at in a theater and I I fell asleep the first time. Oh my time. gosh. Second time I was watching it with my sister when it came on Dis when it was released on Disney Plus right before Christmas. Again I fell asleep in the on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then third time I was watching it while at at one in the morning, trying to put together the rundown before we recorded a couple weeks ago, and I stopped halfway through, and was like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't finish it right now." And then mm-hmm. today, I watched it all the way through without stopping because mm-hmm. I had to take notes, and even then, I was struggling. I was kind of bored. I was kind of yeah. bored. There's beauty to it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really excited. Mm-hmm by the movie like you said you weren't excited to watch it i wasn't excited by the movie mm-hmm. that's my thing i was engaged the whole time huh interesting i watched it with matt and uh his comment at the end was just this is avatar this is avatar and i was like i feel like this is like other movies before it becomes just avatar but um mm-hmm. he couldn't he couldn't get off of that do you want to talk about some of the details yeah we can i'm just one thing I want to bring up is where was the marketing for this movie? Yeah, there wasn't. Cause there wasn't. We talked about it, like we joked about it, like right before the trailer dropped. We were—I can't remember what episode it was, but we were like, "Yeah, there's a movie called Strange World coming out," and we don't know anything about it. Nothing. And then right after we released that episode, they dropped the trailer mm-hmm. because Disney is listening clearly. <laughs> please, and, please hire me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. They dropped one trailer. And then I looked on YouTube. the The teaser came out in June. Mm-hmm. The official trailer came out in September, and then the movie came out in November. Mm-hmm. So, and I've I've seen I saw nothing like nothing on Instagram, nothing on Twitter about you know because and there's no blast marketing anymore. With there was no blast marketing with this movie. It's baffling how Disney didn't market this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it bombed at the box office, but somehow it's the number one movie on Disney Plus right now, which is strange. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah. I'm like, where's the merchandise? And I looked up, there are Splat t-shirts, there are Splat plush toys, because he's the clearly the most marketable thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it blows my mind that this movie was was just kind of thrown out there. No wonder it flopped. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it flopped because there's nobody. And I've seen a lot of people like they had no idea about this movie. And I mean, yeah. we know because we're we we do the podcast and it's our you know our thing to know about these movies. Yeah. What do we like about this? 
We said the we talked about the beauty of the movie and everything. It was pretty. Um, also, like fuck yeah, Disney for <laughs> just diving in real hard to diversity. Right. Real all hard. The, all the diversity. <laughs> all the diversity. We've got biracial couples. We've got an accepted young adolescent son who's gay openly and his parents are supportive and his grandfather who doesn't even know him is supportive right we we've got what else do we have um we have a non-white female in in charge who also is seems to have some gender yeah is the president and also seems to have some gender fluid or something going on there i didn't pick up on that Maybe not, maybe not gender fluid, but um, definitely some not heteronormative is what I would say. Gotcha. Her number two is I think she's Indian. Yeah. So just unapologetically diverse, uh, which was cool. Like it was cool to see that, and yeah. and it was kind of like wow, if I could design a world and have like this is what a perfectly diverse <laughs> ecosystem looks like. It's like oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like Atlantis walked so Strange World could run. Yeah. Like uh, the promise of, like, look at this diverse crew of people on this ship. Strange World was like, hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, I liked how I liked how pretty it was. I liked the personalities of the organisms. It kind of made me think of Wally and all of the robot sounds and, and how there's all this communication and all of these... Um, these clues to these animals and, and what they're feeling and thinking without there ever being dialogue. And I appreciated that. I always, I always do for Disney. Splat was very like nonverbal and mm-hmm. you kind of understand what the, what, what's going on with him or yeah. it. I think those are the biggest things that I took away. Like the world, I, I say this all the time, like Disney doesn't make ugly movies anymore. Disney yeah. and Pixar, they don't make ugly movies. No. So you knew this was going to look great i like the vibrant colors mm-hmm. um the, the the palette of everything every different section of the world that they were in had kind of a different color scheme that was distinct from everything else so that's actually one of my dislikes i feel like it could have been a little more distinct i think the zones could have been a little i feel like the whole movie was pink and then yeah there were some places that weren't or that were darker and but then all of the animals in that zone are also pink. So I felt like there was a lot of pink in this movie. I could have used a little little variety. We did have the lime green fire sea situation, but Yeah, the sea of the sea of fire, I guess. I forget what it was called. The stomach. So the big thing that bothered me, and you can run back the tape where I said this movie is going to be about Searcher not living up to his father and the whole like, I'm not you. I don't want to be you. I'm not an explorer. Yeah. I called that months ago. And the fact that that was the main uh, the main personal conflict between Searcher and Jaeger and then Ethan and Searcher, it was kind of obvious when you have the dad. Like, even in the trailer, it's like, you know, when dad shows up, usually long lost father means long lost father issues. Mm-hmm. It bothered me that it was so op- the story and the conflict was so obvious. Yeah, uh, what it doesn't bother me that that's the conflict, but it did bother me that it took up so much energy from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just the conflict between both father son relationships 
and of course they're mirrored, but there was absolutely no subtlety to it. And, and it was just, it was convenient. It was overly convenient. It was convenient for the son not to be in the room or to not say anything ever about not wanting to be a farmer. And so that, like, I, I just could have done with less, especially for having two parents who clearly love each other and support their son. Um, it, it just seemed like a, a convenient way to create a parallel. And especially because, like, they're so accepting. I kind of mm-hmm. wrote down, and I noticed this. I noticed this the very first time that I saw the movie when uh, Jaeger shows up. And hold on. What kind of name is Jaeger? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a very, it's a clunky name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jaeger and Searcher Clade. Like, it's a, it's, it's very clunky kind mm-hmm. of naming situation. But I, I get it. It could be a little bit, like, old school adventure comic kind of thing where the names were ridiculous and masculine and all that stuff. But uh, when he shows up and is kind of, you know, meeting Ethan on his level for the first time and he's like, are there any sweethearts? Mm-hmm. And he dives into, you know, his crush on Diazo mm-hmm. and Jaeger just rolls with it. And I'm like, time out. Are, mm-hmm. Is this Jaeger being progressive or is it bad right or unrealistic writing? Yeah. Because I feel like it's it, it's great if it's the the former, but I feel like it's the latter. Yeah. But he makes no comment on it mm-hmm. at all because he's kind of a stereotypical, you know, burly man's man. They say mm-hmm. he's the manliest of men in the in his theme song, which is an earworm of a of a theme song. I so I agree with you. It is unrealistic, but I think it ties in exactly in alignment with the amount of diversity that we see and how we're just not going to talk about the main parents being um, biracial or mm-hmm. um, or the son he doesn't being comment a, on that we're either. Just, we're just not going to talk about that at all. And we're not going to talk about the women in power. We're not going to... This is our <laughs> idyllic um, kind of composition. So I think it ties into that. That's fair. We can come back to story and concept, but I... Uh... On the topic of Ethan being uh, Disney Animation's first openly LGBT plus uh, main character, mm-hmm. I think it was handled with a lot more nuance than attempts in the past. Yeah. Like the attempt with uh, the characters, the, the cop in, uh, in Onward, uh, LeFou mm-hmm. in the live action Beauty and the Beast. I think mm-hmm. this was handled with a lot more nuance and kind of it's a it's a it's a character trait not a character gimmick if that makes sense because i wrote down like they kind of handle ethan's crush on diazo the same way they handle max's crush on roxanne minus Mm -hmm. the dance number obviously Mm -hmm. but it's kind of the same thing like his his the way his friends look at him when he's uh, stumbling over you know talking to diazo and his Mm -hmm. embarrassment with when his dad shows up and tries to wreck everything, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It, I thought it was tactful. I thought it was tasteful, too. Mm-hmm. And just at the very end, when it's him and his friends, uh, you know, back in the strange world, cleaning up everything and Diaz's there and they're kind of a thing now. It's very just tasteful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I think that was that f- finally, I think finally they got it right mm-hmm. uh, i have written on the rundown uh primal outpost kind of spoils the movie 
Mm-hmm. Like when they're because, playing the game. Because they're both like, Jaeger is wanting to destroy the monsters. And he's like, it's not that your your objective isn't to destroy the monsters. Your objective is to live cohesively with your environment. Mm-hmm. Which is what the body, the, the monsters are trying to do within the body that they're, yeah. you know, traversing through. And Searcher's like, I just want Pando. And Ethan is saying, there is no Pando. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, there is no Pando. Yeah. Kind of tells you what's going to happen and what needs to happen for mm-hmm. everyone to get what they want and to win the game. Mm-hmm. And they're both bad guys because Jaeger isn't accepting what uh, Searcher wants. Mm-hmm. And Searcher isn't accepting what Ethan, who Ethan wants to be. Yeah. And that is not a farmer and not an explorer. One thing I did really appreciate in this was Ethan's relationship, especially with his mom and how adult she treats him. Like we're used to seeing pretty simplistic relationships between teenagers and parents or, or adolescents and parents and Disney. Um where there's a very subordinate relationship. But this was respectful and cohesive as a as a family. Searcher being a wackadoo notwithstanding. But I appreciated that Ethan was encouraged to say what he felt and was able to do that eloquently throughout, really throughout the whole movie from start to end. His mom is, I think she's in underutilized character because she really proves herself as Mm -hmm. you know she she shows up by accident because ethan stows away Mm -hmm. and then she becomes a vital part of the ship because alan tudyk's character lieutenant duffel Mm -hmm. gets eaten (laughs) and she has to take over you know the duty of flying the ship and we'll have a a trivia throw a trivia uh note about that later (laughs) but I like how she just she settles in. She's kind of the mechanic of the ship, uh, a mechanic of the ship, and just just rolls with it. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be. I, I wasn't meant to be here, but we're here now, and we gotta we gotta we got a job to do. Mm-hmm. So never complains. Is just always in a hero role because mm-hmm. she helps save uh, the 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 men when they're being attacked by the Reavers too. Mm-hmm. So I think she's really a, a, a underrated character, underserved character in this. I loved Dennis Quaid's vocal performance in this. Yeah, I, I had to look it up. I had to look it up pretty early on in the movie. And frankly, like I did not. It, it sounded like someone else to me, but I can't tell you who it was. Having heard him in The Rookie and The Parent Trap and other, you know, other movies, it sounds like him. In the mm-hmm. softer moments, but it sounds like he's just like he took a shot of gravel mm-hmm. every time he had to say something, and just went with it. Yeah, and he just he's just this big, you know, boisterous, you know, manly man that is is the most extra person every time, and he is, mm-hmm. he went he went he swung for the fence with it, mm-hmm. and it was really a, a standout because I mean Jake Gyllenhaal's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy Liu doesn't sound like Lucy Liu, but still sounds like Lucy Liu at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think Dennis Quaid was a, a huge standout, and I hope he gets you know some sort of recognition for being Searcher. Sorry for being a Jaeger, because even in the softer moments, he still it still doesn't sound like yeah. Dennis Quaid. You know, 
you know, soft dad and everything. Mm-hmm. He still sounds like this larger than life explorer trying to be real with his son. Mm-hmm. Something that I wrote down in my notes, uh, something that was bugging me about this movie is that I wish the adventure itself I wish the movie was a little bit more balanced because at the end of the movie, when the credits come up and uh, on Disney Plus, it gives you recommendations. Mm -hmm. Those recommendations were along the bottom row. It was Treasure Planet, Atlantis, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Frozen 2. And I was talking with my sister. All four of those movies kind of give the adventure, Mm -hmm. I think, a little bit more... uh, a little bit more of the spotlight and the characters are kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is a lot of character and not that much adventure. Yeah. Because I was sitting there and I was like, what was the disease that was, you know, eating, eating yeah. away at whatever the, the, the animal was. Yeah. So that, that was something that bothered me was that idea came up in the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then everything happened, bam, 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 really quickly after that to get everyone to pivot on a dime to, oh, wait, we need to save Pando instead uh, or, or attack Pando instead. And yeah, so I agree with you that, that that really should have happened maybe 20 minutes before or 15 minutes before it did mm-hmm. um, to give an adjustment period and, and to still have that, like, let that conflict kind of breathe for a second um, before resolving it. I wish there had been a more concrete, like they had been using Pando for years. Mm -hmm. They were farming Pando and seemingly making whatever the infection was spread. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really a, a explanation on how, like what is, what is Pando in relationship to this, this, uh, I guess it's a turtle. Yeah. This, this this turtle thing that they're on the back of and how did it get there to begin with you know mm-hmm. it's it's an energy source but it's killing you know the main landmass that is that they're on mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of hand wavy for me mm-hmm. and i was just i was just hoping you know for more of the the adventure itself and a little bit of more understanding from the adventure itself because you have a bunch of because I said when I saw the the original trailer and when we were originally discussing the synopsis, it's like, oh, this is another adventure movie because Disney doesn't do adventure movies very often in the same vein of Atlantis and Treasure Planet and, you know, later on Raya. Mm-hmm. The, the mission in those movies is center stage. Yeah. Jim is going on a treasure hunt. Milo's looking for the heart of Atlantis. Raya's trying to save Kumandra. Or break to revive Kumandra, let's say that. And yes, we know what the point of the mission is. It's just, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. Like, they have no plan. They just get, it's like, we're going to find the heart of Pando and figure out what it is. Well, we never really figure out, like, why, the why yeah. behind everything. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, I think it would have been cool to see a little bit behind how the infrastructure was built up and how that like even if it was just through a montage of news clippings or something like that and we got a lot of montages in this movie Mm -hmm. of farming of bonding of uh travel a lot of travel montages 
stuff like that. Like there was a way to show us the science behind how did we how did we get Pando out of the wild and mass produce it? How did you know you could you know regrow more Pando and not mm-hmm. destroy the world? Because that's exactly what it was doing. It was mm-hmm. destroying the world. Funny enough, I don't really have much to say about the music, uh, minus the the theme song being an earworm. The exciting moments felt exciting through music. The somber moments felt somber through the music. So mm-hmm. I guess it did its job. Yeah, I thought the music was good. There were a couple times that I enjoyed it or, or thought about it. So I liked mm. it. Do you think there should be a sequel? No. Like, what do you think about the the future? I think if anything, you could do a short what happens afterwards or do something with, what was the blob? Splat. Splat. You could do something mm. with splat. Splat asks a question. <laughs> <laughs> what is love? <laughs> I'll never get over it. This is your uh, quarterly reminder to go watch For He Asks a Question if you haven't yet, because it's so weird. Yeah. I love it. What is, what is cheese? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking of the movie the way or you the way you could have balanced out the adventure versus the character the character growth i would have i think a tv series would have helped better mm-hmm. because every season could have been you know them trying to get to pando or, mm-hmm. or every every season is a different adventure mm-hmm. if you could have broken this up over you know eight 30 minute episodes mm-hmm. you get a chance to flesh out the characters work through their issues with, hey, you don't understand who I am or who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Why is why is Pando killing this creature? And then, you know, splat shenanigans, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a way to balance it out because you have, you know, an extra, you know, three hours to give all that stuff a little bit more time to breathe and a little bit more time to grow. Given the box office of everything, yeah, I think this is, I think that's it for yeah. Strange World. Uh, some trivia: Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal previously previously played father and son in The Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I uh, love. I love that movie. So good. Similar relationship too. Not as hostile, but mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid in that movie is a father who is more into his work than what is going on with his son, and he's trying to be there for his kid more. Mm-hmm. The character Lieutenant Duffel, voiced by Alan Tudyk, is a reference to his character Wash from Firefly, and he dies similarly to the way that Wash does in Serenity. Oh. Oh snap! Have you seen either of those things? Yeah, it's just been a long, long time. Okay, I'm like, did I just spoil Firefly and Serenity for you? I'm so sorry. No. And uh, this thing that I, this last one, I actually found. This wasn't from IMDb. I found this in the in the movie. Uh, Jaeger, while they're playing Primal Outpost, Jaeger mentions throwing stones could be effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, they defeat the monsters, attacking the venture by throwing panda pando at them like mm-hmm. throwing stones. I noticed a thing. <laughs> Funny. I win. Silly. Something I wrote down. Why? They said something. Why can't? I think it was the venture. Like, can the venture fly over the mountain? And I'm like, why can't the venture fly over the mountain? Yeah. All that I engineering. I don't know. Also, so- 
they were destroying all of their pando, but then decided, yeah, we can go the extra way to go through to so you can see the eye, but we don't right. have pando to get that. Yeah, decisions were made. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Legend, the three-legged dog, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing was in the beginning when he makes the avocado toast. Mm-hmm. And every time you cut away, the dog has eaten more of the toast. Oh, that was I didn't for, notice that. That was for the wife. Yeah, go back and watch that. <laughs> That's funny. Every When they're arguing about the weeds and everything, mm-hmm. so, uh, Legend has eaten more of Meridian's toast. <laughs> and like by the end of the scene, it's just gone. Yeah. I wrote down that... Jaeger is Manifest Destiny mm-hmm. and Searcher is the Industrial Revolution. And I admittedly, I don't know enough about the Industrial Revolution or Manifest Destiny to be like they were in opposition with each other, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a just two different ideas yeah. that were with these two characters. They're kind of in, in contrast to each other because Jaeger wants to, you know, discuss, he thinks. Uh, Avalon's future is the other side of the mountain and Jaeger's like but we can innovate with what we just found right here we don't have to go anywhere Mm -hmm. we have all we need right here yeah again what kind of a name is Searcher (laughs) what are we thinking yeah my one cool shot for this one is anytime there was a wide shot or an establishing shot of of a new part of the world yeah yeah just it's a feast you just pause and just look at everything because there's a lot of detail mm-hmm. to everything did you have a favorite zone or like favorite creature i liked ooh, i liked the tall skinny walking trees that mm. had pollen that regrew the land that was fun i liked the pollen yeah the pollen I thought, was, was very fun i thought if i could have like a little like plush toy of it on mm-hmm. my desk that would be enough for me yeah and I like the design of the Reavers. The Reavers were terrifying because it's mm-hmm. just like this little all legs kind of snail in a in a shell kind of thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's terrifying design. Uh, what was your favorite zone? Um, I liked Meridian flying through the fire thing or really splat, splat getting them <laughs> through the fire thing. Uh, that, that was cool. And I liked the, the blood cells, the... Like the trail? Uh-huh. I yeah. That was cool. I can see I can definitely see the world of Avalon and just the 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 mission of Strange World mm-hmm. being in Kingdom Hearts 4. Mhm. Cuz it it it's perfect. You just you venture through the world, the getting across the the river, the the river of fire or whatever mm-hmm. reminds me of a video game. I can't remember which one, but like that's what it, it it's kind of like the lava level that is in every video game where you have yeah. to fly through without getting burned and you have to do it in one take in one mm-hmm. shot that's what it kind of reminded me of grace what you got for uh, drunk disney um so i have three here but i'm open to oh no i'm gonna change one okay uh one drink anytime someone says pando drink when searcher implies his son is a farmer drink anytime meridian saves the day okay Really, it could be like take a shot because I feel like it happens like three times. Yeah. That's fair. I always forget to ask this. What would you give? What would you score? Uh, Strange World. Yeah, B minus. Yeah. B minus C plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I feel I've like never... C plus is something that doesn't really exist. Like it could be a C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
C pluses exist. It's like a seventy seven, I guess. It's a it's a spectrum. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've I've never fallen asleep in a like since we've been doing this, I've never fallen asleep in a Disney movie as much as I have with oh. this one. It was like ever? <laughs> okay. As much. Gotcha. Okay. As much. Like every time. Mm-hmm. I, I tried so hard. And I can't even tell you if I fell asleep in the same part. Mm-hmm. This is every time I'm like, I'm struggling so much to keep my eyes on this movie. Maybe it's because all the pink is just so soothing. I don't know. <laughs> That's our review of Strange World. Go check it out for yourself. Tell us what you think on uh, on all of the medias. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses. On Twitter at DisneyVS, and you can find us on Instagram at Disney Versus Podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Give us a five star review and drop a comment. Let us know what you think, and we will read it on the, uh, during an episode. We are back. We are barreling towards episode one hundred. It's going to be exciting. I haven't talked with Grace about what it's going to be yet. We, but we have to do. We have to hit 100 in the year yeah. of 100. Are we really on 86? I feel like we've been on 86 for a minute. Uh, yeah, it's 86. Okay. Our next episode should be the Bronze Age mm-hmm. of our Bracket of the Ages. Uh, I'm kind of excited to watch some of those. I haven't watched The Black Cauldron in forever. So I'm interested. I'm always interested to revisit that uh, one. Apparently oh. Grace is not. I'm not. What else is in the Bronze Age? Um, I'm not going to read them all. Uh, Robin Hood, the Aristocats, uh, Fox and the Hound, Rescuers. I feel like I've watched those recently. Maybe you did. I mean, not. it wouldn't have been for not the podcast. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're thinking of Peter Pan. Because no. I almost said Peter Pan instead of Robin Hood. No. It definitely, it, not... Robin Hood that sounded familiar, but Aristocats and um, Rescuers. Mm. Okay. Woot. Thank you for listening, as always, and we will see y'all next episode. Goodbye. Jaeger played, Jaeger played, never heard the meaning of the word afraid. Hard as nails, blazing trails, staring danger in the eyes, he's the manliest of guys, Jaeger played. Had on every new crusade Iron will, smaller build He's the apple from the tree With a thing for botany Searcher clade Over rugged mountains falling Or raging waters falling in cascades They're the clades on the dairy